It is so good to be with you again, Kairos, and I really enjoy my time here. And uh, I'm not going to reintroduce myself to, except to say, tonight I'm gonna do something I have never done. And I'm gonna give away 100 books and 100 CDs. And I mean, give away. Um, this book, Faces of Hope, is, is about 30 stories of changed lives at Living Hope, sort of a coffee table book, a photo of the person, and uh, then their story. Not one word is exaggerated in here. This is their story as they tell it of how God has changed their life. And then this is a CD, and I know that most of you don't even know what that is, but um, it has got a whole lot of songs from the Masipumalele Choir, which is where we serve. It was actually produced by guys from this church, David Hamilton and others. And um, it has a unique track of music from Michael W. Smith. You'll never hear it anywhere else. Another one from Jars of Clay, which you'll never hear anywhere else. And then Mark Hall of Casting Crowns, another uh, If We Are The Body song with um, our... Uh, African choir backing him. You want this. The first hundred, get them. You're welcome to throw in a donation, but they are absolutely free. Anything you give would go into ministry uh, at Living Hope. So, t last time I was here, I spoke partially on healing. Well, I spoke mostly on healing, but I mentioned three points about how God often heals, and two or three folks said to me afterwards, hey, next time you come back, you need to deal with that. So, I'm gonna deal with that. Did you know that one of the Lord's names is Healer? In fact, the first name ever revealed in the Old Testament of God is Healer. Exodus 15 verse 26 says, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord Healer, quite literally. First name that God reveals himself by showing his character of healing. Now let me say, there is such a load of confusion in the Christian church around the world about the whole subject of divine healing. I do not believe in faith healing. In other words, I don't believe if you can pump up enough faith, then God is sort of obliged to try and you know, have a shot at healing you, basically. God is the healer, not our faith. Yes, faith plays a part, but faith does not heal. Does that make sense? God heals. And so I'm one of those who believe very clearly in divine healing. But often there is a whole lot of confusion about, well, they prayed for me and I didn't get better, so, so what really is going on? And often people have been hurt by pastors and Christian teachers who say, you know, well, if you don't get healed, it's actually your fault. It's sin in your life or this whole business of faith, you didn't have enough faith and that's why you didn't get healed. I wanna tell you that is pure junk. It's absolute rubbish. Nowhere does the Bible teach that if you have sin, you're not gonna get healed because then none of us would ever be healed. 
because we're all sinners. And so I want to say to you very clearly as we come to this, um, I believe that God is the healer. And that's the first point I have tonight. God heals. We've already heard the Lord's name is healer. It's intrinsic in who he is. It's part of his character. He is the one who created us and he is the one who can fix us. Now this afternoon I was telling somebody this story and I just decided before the service to put it in. The great Henry Ford who developed the first uh, Ford motor car, one day had a friend, this is back in the early 1900s, and uh, this guy had bought a Model T Ford from Henry and something was wrong, the car was sort of jerking along and so he went to Henry Ford's house and he said, hey Henry, won't you fix my car, you know, it's your stuff. And the guy said, Henry Ford came out, sure. And he said, yes. And he spent like one minute with a screwdriver doing something and the car was perfect. And Henry Ford sent his mate a $10 uh, invoice bill for that. And I mean, that's like $500 or something crazy today. And the guy wrote back and said, excuse me, you spent one minute tinkering about, and you charge me $10. How can you do that? And so Henry Ford writes back to me, he says, you know what, you're absolutely right. Let me change that. For tinkering around and fixing your car, $1. For knowing what to do and where to fix, $9. <laughs> Let me tell you this. God knows what to do with you and where to fix you. He knows how your need is different from your need and different from your need. And he knows exactly what you need when it comes to healing. God heals. Jehovah Rapha knows how to fix you when you're broken. And God created us with more than just a physical body. Look what Luke chapter 10 verse 27 says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Generally that refers to our emotions. With all your soul, our spiritual side. And with all your strength, our body. And with all your mind, our brain. And all the chemicals that go crazy there in the brain. So, very clearly here. God knows that we are and created us physical, emotional, and spiritual beings. And our emotions can be damaged. Our body can be damaged. Our physical life can be damaged. Isaiah, I know I say that funny, but um, that's how we say it. You say Isaiah, but Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 says this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up what? What is that next word? The brokenhearted emotional stuff to proclaim freedom for captives. Many people are captive by stuff from their past, by hurts, that have been brought on them by parents or friends. 
absolutely captive to that, to release people from darkness, and that wasn't from the Nazareth jail, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor over your life and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort, that's a healing word, all those who mourn, to provide for all those who grieve, that's another word of sadness and discouragement, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy for gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Again, of discouragement, of depression. Jesus, when he launches his public ministry, that's what he says. He actually says, in a whole lot of that, I've come to preach good news to the poor, and that's what I love doing, is being involved with the poor. But if you look at that carefully, he, he actually says, I've come to fix you emotionally. And I'm not gonna embarrass you. But if I were to ask every one of you to be honest, how many of you have emotional struggles? 99% of the hands would go up and the other 1% would be lying. God heals. But secondly, God heals in different ways. God heals in different ways. One of the things that I see in the Bible as I read the Bible is that just about every single healing in the Bible is different, occurred differently, and God used a different methodology in healing. There is no such thing as a sausage machine healing. Now, I see three primary ways in Scripture of how God heals. Firstly, God may heal gradually. God may heal gradually from the time of prayer onwards. Look with me at Luke 17, verse 11 through 19. Now, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and he traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Now, we happen to know where that is. It's about a two-day walk to Jerusalem. Just park that for a moment, Samaria, Galilee area. As he was going into a village, 10 men with who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, where were the priests? Tell me, who knows a bit about the Jewish systems, where were the priests based? Jerusalem, good job. Two days walk from where they are now. Here are these lepers and Jesus has the guts to say to them, go, you know, you who got hardly any hands and feet, take a two day walk to the priests. Go show yourself to them because there was a whole elaborate cleansing that the priests had to say if anybody did get healed from uh, leprosy that they were now free to mingle again, sort of infection control stuff. And then the scripture says this, and as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back 
praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan, like a real outcast. Uh, Jesus asked, we're not all 10 cleansed, we're the other nine. Was no one, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. He was already well before Jesus said that your faith has made you well. But you see what happens here. We don't know how far they were. But God did not, Jesus didn't stand there and say, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are well. He didn't come to these 10 lepers and touch them. He said, you go. And it took an action of obedience for them to start walking. We don't know how far they walked. They may have walked a mile, may have walked two miles. But as they're going along, they see their fingers becoming whole and and they see the sores dropping. They were not healed instantly at the time of prayer. They were healed gradually. And I wanna say to you, I think at first they would have been disappointed. I mean, they've heard about this Jesus like that. He just heals instantly. The word would have got around amongst lepers. Hey, there is this man, Jesus from Galilee. If he ever comes near this village, grab him, run. Forget the rules about being an outcast. Just go after him, he'll give you healing because he's healed other lepers. But no, he doesn't come across to them. He doesn't heal them instantly. And for a moment, there must have been a real disappointment in their heart. My one and only best shot at getting well just told me to take a two-day walk. Thanks. But they walked in faith because they weren't quite sure what they had to do. And they were healed as they went. Sometimes with healing, One has to move ahead in faith and obedience as you continue to trust God for that healing. Despite the lack of evidence, God may heal you gradually from the time of prayer onwards. Get that. You do not have to be instantly healed to say, oh, that was divine healing. It can be gradual from the time of prayer onwards. There's another one, I don't have the time. There are two blind, there's a blind guy and Jesus comes and he prays for him and he says, what do you see? And the guy says, basically I see blurry stuff. And Jesus prays a second time. Another one of those instances where I know that one was close, but it wasn't an instant healing. That was like a two-stage healing. But I said God may heal gradually. Another way, the second way in which God may heal is instantly at the time of prayer. And, And you know the stories of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Here's one of them, Luke 18, verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting on the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd go by, he couldn't see them. He asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, 
Again, like these lepers. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do? I mean, like dumb question. I mean, the guy's blind. But you see, sometimes Jesus wants a response from us. Lord, I wanna see, he said. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you immediately, instantly, at that moment. He received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. It's interesting, the crowd tried to shut this guy up. And sometimes people in your family, in your circle of friends, will say, ah, this healing stuff, man, forget it. Sometimes even a voice inside of you will say, it's not for you, it's not gonna work for you. The crowd try to stop, but this man just kept pressing on. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. God may heal instantly at the time of prayer. Focus on God and keep crying out to him. But the third way in which God may heal is through medical science. There are other healings in the Bible to show that God used the then known medical science of the day. I love this story in 2 Kings 20. 2 Kings 21 through seven. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order, you're going to die, you will not recover. I mean, that's not exactly good news when Pastor Isaiah pitches up and says, God says, get ready, write your will, you're gonna die in the next day or two. That's not what you wanna hear. But that's how seriously ill this man was. And I mean, he's the king, King Hezekiah. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember me, O Lord, how I've walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, he obviously had a huge big palace, this king, the middle court, whatever that was. Um, The word of the Lord came to him and said, go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, This is what the Lord, the God of your father says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. What are the next four words up at the top there? I will heal you. Not your faith will heal you. I will heal you. Divine healing. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. What does that mean? On the third day, you'll go up. The healing's gonna take three days. That's what it means. You're not gonna get it like that. And by the way, I'll add 15 years to your life and uh, I will uh, deliver you in the city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend the city for my sake and the sake of my servant David. Now watch this verse seven. Then Isaiah said, prepare a poultice of figs they did so and applied it to the boil 
and he recovered. Now, here's the interesting thing. Prepare a poultice of figs. Now, a poultice is basically like a cloth. And what they used to do then in those days, they would take a bunch of figs, boil them, and wrap them in a cloth. And let's just say he had a boil on his arm. They would then wrap the whole arm in this hot figs mix. And what they say is the sugar in the figs used to draw out the infection. It was the then known method of going to the doctor and getting an antibiotic script. That's what it amounted to, an infectious boil. Now, hang on, what did God say? God said, what are those four words? I will heal you. What did Isaiah say? Basically, get the medicine, and in three days' time, you'll be better. And I want to show you that it was just as much divine healing. The then known medical science of the day was divine healing because God had said, I'm gonna do the healing, now get to the doctor and get the medicine. And that's biblical, folks. God has raised up medical science. And so when we look for divine healing, we can't just say, oh, well, you know, somebody prayed for me and it didn't work out. So, secondly and quickly, how does God heal? And you know what I'm gonna say this first part? Sometimes God does not heal. One of the superheroes of the faith, Paul, had an ailment that he has never healed from. Second Corinthians 12, seven says, to keep me from becoming conceited and because of these surpassing great revelations, there was given me a thorn in the flesh. 99% of commentators say it was an illness. Some feel it was semi-blindness. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Here's the apostle Paul. God's used him to heal people. God, God's used him to even, when, when he preached a long, boring sermon, a whole night Paul preached, a guy fell out of the window and, and Paul went and raised him back to life. God's used this man to perform exceptional healing miracles. Handkerchiefs are brought to him and from other people, his shadow falls on them and they get better. And this guy himself is not healed. How do you deal with that? The sovereignty of God. You can only say God knows what he's doing. Tough? Yes. Sometimes God does not heal. But sometimes God uses the gifts of healing. And 1 Corinthians 12, 28 talks about in the church, God has appointed apostles, prophets, teachers, then workers of miracle, then those having gifts, plural, of healing. There are some people in the, in the church that God has given the gifts of healing to. God is the one who has the healing, they're just the channel. They've got no superhuman powers, nothing special. God has just, you said, I'm gonna use you in healing. 
pray for, ask God to show you. You know what? Maybe some of you here tonight have the gift, one of the gifts of healing. And I don't have time to go into what those gifts potentially mean, but some people feel it's for different types of illnesses and so on. The important thing is that that is a gift which I believe is for today. And there are people who have that gift. And you can go to them and ask for prayer. But prayer for the sick by the overseers as well, by the elders, by the counselors who are here tonight. James 5 says, is any one of you sick, he should call the elders, the leaders of the church to pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Their faith will raise them up. Is that what it says? Their faith will raise them up? No, the Lord will raise him up. See, there's this interplay between faith, but it is God who does the healing. The Lord will raise him up. So, as I close, let me say, there's no formula in being prayed for and in healing. The more I look at what the scripture says, I see diverse ways in which God heals. I see every type of illness, emotional, physical, hurts, no matter what it is, spiritual healing. God brings it in Jesus' name. Sometimes Jesus touched the person in the Bible, sometimes he didn't. Sometimes he gave a command, sometimes he used mud and spat on a person's eyes. I mean, how's that for unusual? If I were to come up you would have come forward now in a moment for prayer for healing and I came around and spat in your face. I mean, it's not exactly the cool thing to do. But that's who Jesus was. He used different means, different ways. And so don't box God when it comes to healing. Trust God for your healing. Don't be afraid to go to a doctor because guess what? God may use the doctor to heal you. But don't also say, oh, I'll just go to the doctor because God may heal you instantly or gradually from the time of prayer onwards. So I'm gonna pray right now for people. And I've run out of my time, but I'm gonna ask you, uh, we're gonna get the, the band up and we're gonna sing, I think, Waymaker, and you are gonna come forward. So stand right away. And while they're coming, I want you to leave the top up there and come down because I wanna pray for those of you who need some healing. Some need emotional healing. Some need spiritual healing. Some need physical healing. And guys, why would you not come forward? Just because you don't wanna make some fool of yourself. Listen, God heals today. And so I want you to come Real close up front here, right away. You start to come now, don't have to wait for them to start singing um, because I wanna pray for you. And uh, maybe what we can do, Michael, I don't know, after Waymaker, maybe just have a gap there and I can pray for the folk. So I want you to come forward, that's the way. Counselors come forward and then I'm gonna pray for you right after this first song. You come straight away. 